The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Yafatoy, and welcome once again to a game from the radio, the official of the Big This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me in the GHR studio, we have our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Yafatoy Story 4. <laughs> we have Zambo, the engineer. Howdy. And we have our special guest, Phil Russert, who we're going to be talking to with and about. Um, he Don't is, give uh, him a chance to head. say hello. <laughs> I he is neighbor. the head of the Suffolk Comic and Art Expo. Heidi ho, good neighbor. <laughs> See, that's what I was going for. <laughs> Well, we'll get to him in just a minute. Why? Because we have to take it away with the news. We have to do all that. Oh, I'll okay. Settle. All right. I've if been gone for a while. If you can't get along, I'll separate you. <laughs> so the <laughs> news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Connor, which we are the official show of, celebrating over 23 years of pop cultureness and comic book stuff. Uh, the next show is going to be on December 14th of uh, 2019, the Big Apple Christmas Con. Uh, for more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. And also want to do these shout-outs for the Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Millie Portez, Kyle Horn, Dresden Media, Unjikun, Bree Nicholas, and Shadow Rabbit Art. What are, what, are, what, are you, what are you doing over there? I thought you said Told Kyle me a funny Horn. joke. Kyle. Kyle. You know oh. Kyle. You should know Kyle. I know Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, yeah he'll be at the show too, I thought you said Cal. I was going to go, his name is Kyle, but you you said it right. He's an artist at my show too, actually. Yeah, yeah see, cool. Kyle. We know. That's how we know him. So now, let's take it with the news. Woo! Well, you didn't... What? There it is. There you go. It's more than time! <laughs> there you go. There you go. You did it. Um, <laughs> Mark is happy the, about with the that. sad He's... news. Oh, Sad. God. That was a hell of a morph. Actress Linda Porter died recently of cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda appeared in such shows as Beauty and the Beast, a live-action TV series, Murder, She Wrote, Frasier, Roseanne, Mad About You, Wings, ER, X-Files, Melrose Place, G vs. E, The Mating Habits of the Earthbound Human, a TV movie, uh, Diagnosis Murder, Even Stevens, Dharma and Greg, Judging Amy, Malcolm in the Middle, Girlfriends, Gilmore Girls, What I Like About You, Phil of the Future, King of Queens, That's So Raven, CSI New York, How I Met Your Mother, The Sweet Life on Deck, American Horror Story, Murder House, uh, The Middle, The Mindy Project, Two Broke Girls, and most recently, she was in Superstore, just to name a few. Wow. Wow. I actually remember her, too. Her face was super familiar. She always played the old lady. Yeah. (laughs) She was the typical old lady guy, and I'm like, wow. Old lady guy. Yeah. (laughs) The the old lady guy, yeah. Um, So she was a spry 86. That's young. Um, Yeah. So moving on to more, more sad news. Wow. Just. Actor Rob Garrison also died recently. Uh, Rob had been admitted in a hospital for treatment of kidney and liver issues when all of his organs shut down. Um, Jack appeared in such films as Starship Invasions, The Karate Kid, uh, Get him Iron a body Eagle, big! Karate Kid Part 2, just to name a few. And on the small screen, Rob appeared in such shows as St. Elsewhere, Columbo, The Original MacGyver, Tour of Duty, Coach, Kung Fu The Legend Continues, The Pledge, and he reprised his most famous role of Tommy, as uh, Phil just said, in Cobra Kai on uh, YouTube Red. So uh, he was a young 59. Wow. Mm-hmm. He always, Did he always play the bad guy? Um, he played the kid mostly, the kid. Uh, <laughs> and then he jerk. played the the yeah. Then yeah. he played the bad guy, you know the the, the Cobra okay. Kai Karate yeah. Kid stuff. I heard that's yeah. good. I haven't seen that. No, it's probably one of the best um, online produced shows out there. I heard it actually yeah. makes you sympathize with um, William Zabka and all yeah. that. I mean, that yeah. Daniel wasn't all that great. Yeah, guy. like it really kind of flips the script, and you kind of go, oh. It, oh, <laughs> it does what they did with um, Dolph Lundgren's character in Creed Two. Mm-hmm. They humanized the villain, yeah, yeah. so it's not just well, know, that's real life. Black and white yeah, cut, it has a lot of gray. To do. He makes yeah. him an actual person instead mm-hmm. of a, a cartoon character villain. So I thought mm-hmm. that's you cool. mellow when you get older. He doesn't want to break you anymore. 
<laughs> um, more sad news. More sad oh, news. Oh, would you stop? So soap opera writer. I'm not killing them. So soap <laughs> opera writer. Allegedly. Yes, yeah, so Allegedly. as far as we know. <laughs> um, soap opera writer Hogan Sheffer also died recently. As of this recording, <clears throat> no cause of death has been released. While you may not be familiar with his name, Hogan was a head writer on such shows as As the World Turns, Days of Our Lives, and Young and Restless, spanning 13 years from 2000 yeah. to 2013. What a hero. Um, they get no credit, those guys, and they got to put out the product every five seconds. Yeah, true. You, you were at ABC I when know. They, you know I how know. it all goes at a, I a know. soaps. I know how that goes. Not only do they have to put out the product when they finally finish it and they get to rehearsal, <laughs> it all changes sometimes. So, so it's it's a rough game. So he also was a, a spry 61 years old. Oh, God. So moving on. More happy news. Uh, from Yay. the well that changed quickly department. Um, yeah, from sad to happy <laughs> news. Just a few months ago, we had discussed how Clerks Part 3 was never going to happen and that Kevin Smith had a live table read of said script with the original cast members reprising their roles. Well, now it seems that Clerks will have a Part 3 after all. Kevin Smith says, Jeff Anderson, Jay Muse, and I spent Saturday signing stuff and catching up. We talked about making a movie together. It'll be a movie that concludes a saga. It'll be a movie about how you're never too old to completely change your life. It'll be a movie about how a decade-spanning relation, a decade-spanning friendship finally confronts the future. <laughs> it will be a movie that brings us back to the beginning, a return to the cradle of civilization in the great state of New Jersey. It will be a movie that stars Jeff and Brian O'Hallahan with me and Jay in supporting roles, and it'll be a movie called Clerks 3. This won't be the old script that we made almost a few years back. This is a completely new screenplay that I just started writing last night. And so far, it's like a dream come true. After many festivals with Ben Affleck earlier this year, I was hoping to do the same with Jeff. So a huge thank to Lilo Multiprops for getting us all in the same room. But biggest thanks ever goes to Jeff for being receptive to the idea after all. So, Clerks 3, a new Clerks 3 is going to come after the table reading of the old Clerks 3 with the original guy who was the holdout of making the original Clerks 3. Oh, wow. So, yay. I'm I, I didn't know he was on the outs with Half-Life. Uh, yeah, that was a while ago. He just got back on the ends. What was that all about? So the, the short version is this. Um, as you know, Kevin Smith likes to tell his story, and he told one too many stories about Ben Affleck during his not-happy-Ben Affleck time. That was with uh, Geely and the, and the drugs and the, and the rehab. Well, if you don't do yeah, that yeah. stuff, there's no story to tell. <laughs> That's true. A good story never but, started with, so I was having yeah. a glass of milk. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> think about it like that, Ben. Well, and it could. It really depends on... It depends, And yeah. Geely, along with Skyline, deserve to be talked about immensely. <laughs> yeah. So, Can we just talk about Daredevil the movie for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's, that's, so, he became friends again. So, yay. Everybody's happy now. And yeah. Kevin Smith woo-hoo. is on his, on his up, uptick after his near-death experience. So, yeah. yeah um, no word and uh, release date nor when the movie will begin shooting. But he's still busy promoting the Jay and Silent Bob reboot that's coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. All right. So, moving on. Uh, from Thank the God. Take That Marvel department. Spawn creator and Image Comics founder Todd McFarlane has earned the Guinness Book of World Records title for the longest-running creator-owned superhero comic book series for his creation of Spawn. Yeah, Todd. Todd says, Any record that is based on longevity is made of backs of thousands of people. As I, as much as I am proud to be receiving this award, I gratefully accept it on behalf of those who helped me pass 27 years of this journey. Uh, Guinness Book says, I'm incredibly honored to presenting this Guinness Book World Record title to Tom McFarlane in honor of Spawn 301 at the event that celebrates creators and such enthusiasm. Tom McFarlane displays immense passion, a key value of our mission, and this achievement is a recognition of Todd's nearly three-decade career. For those of you who are not paying attention, which Charlie is, um, <laughs> the Spawn comic <laughs> series was first published way back in 1992 mm-hmm. by Image Comics and has just published issue 301 this month. That's and right. uh, we actually have an a interview scheduled with him uh, at Comic-Con, which is tomorrow, although if you're listening to us not on Facebook Live, it already passed. Right. Yes. Which um, totally screws up. It's like watching the Fast and Furious. Furious Furioso. <laughs> yes, I got. I made it Italian. S- right? You got a problem line. with that? <laughs> nah. Speaking of, actually, um, do you want to talk about what you did yesterday? Do you, you want to give a few minutes for that? Um, no. 
<laughs> no, I, I will. I will definitely talk about it. I'm very excited about that. So speaking of Italian, why don't we just oh, go right, oh right in there? Oh, my God. I didn't say that. <laughs> Mark said that, remember. Uh, we were at the, we were cordially invited to um, the Playboy Club in Manhattan for the uh, Sopranos Con. Yeah, con, baby. Yeah, awesome. baby. A con for the fans, by the fans. It, um, and it was hosted by, of course, the Playboy Club and the one and only um, global liaison, Lucky Church. Who you really know, and you don't know that you know him. Okay. But he is a major promoter. He is a major. He makes things happen. And um, just a big shout out to also Bernadette at the uh, at the Playboy this, uh, Club, uh, who was the hospitality was over the top for us, and it was a a great party. We uh, Dominic has great interviews, which you will hear uh, on another show, and if you. Uh, Want to see the fun we had? Just go to our Facebook page and the albums. I put the pictures up this morning. And uh, again, the party was was great. It was a typical Manhattan bash. And nice. the, the club is unbelievable. It's it's a classy, really nice, nice uh, club. The inside is, is amazing. And uh, we just, again, they made us feel you know, so at home there. Um, Bernadette was bringing people over to interview, and Dominic had a, a great idea. He was going to sit in one of the in one of the lounge areas, and the interviews kept coming to him. I brought him. Bernadette brought several, and he just did his job, and it was it was great. We had a lot of uh, interesting people. A lot of people I know. Uh, from movies that you would never know because no you never seen. I'm looking. I, I looked at the pictures. Like I don't <laughs> yeah, know who that you, is. You never seen Goodfellas. You never. You never seen The Sopranos. Oof. No. Yeah, you never seen Goodfellas or any other. Analyze this. Analyze. I recognize that. the Playboy Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was uh, <laughs> that was an. I'm telling you, they were all nice there. It, it was a a great time, and uh, you'll see the good time in the pictures. So and, when uh, is the uh, Sopranos con? Do you know? Uh, no, no, because it, we're, we're also invited to the um, Meadowlands, uh, the big event for the Sopranos. That there. is a Sopranos con, isn't it? Yeah. Meadowlands. Yeah. You don't That's have a date, I though. I don't have wow. any idea. Uh, Dominic took all the information and he okay. left with it. Oh, okay. I was. I just take the pictures, okay? All right, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so as you can see, as I said on our Facebook page. Yes. So moving but, on. Uh, yeah. Not moving along, thank you so much to Bernadette. She was amazing and uh, and to Lucky. Thank you. Woo! Yes. All right. So moving on uh, to the, from the, I guess And they another were... thing I have, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> From the, I guess they like making money more than they like each other department. Uh, just after a few weeks, the Snow Sony had announced. Sony. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the competitor. Snow. Yeah. That all negotiations has ended with Disney to keep Spider-Man in the MCU. Sony and Disney announced that they come together with an agreement after all to continue on this for just a little longer. Kevin Feige says. <clears throat> I am thrilled that Spidey's journey in the MCU will continue, and I and all of us at Marvel Studios are excited that we get to keep working on it. Spider-Man is a powerful icon and hero whose story crosses all ages and audiences around the globe. He also happens to be the only hero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes. <laughs> so the Sony continues to develop their own Spidey-verse. You'll never know what surprises the future may hold. To all our fans, that sounds nothing like Kevin. Nope. Uh, Sony says... Sounds like uh, Bob Iger. Sorry. Sony says, this is terrific. Peter Parker's story took a dramatic turn in Far From Home, and we could not be happier with all working together to see where this journey goes. This has been a winning partnership for the studios, the franchise, and the fans, and I'm overjoyed it will continue. Translation. <laughs> Disney's money is so good, and we need to keep them with us, otherwise we can't make a good one again. I yeah. actually read a few uh, reports that said that um, Brie Larson is really unlikable mm -hmm. as Captain Marvel. And they wanted to tie Spider-Man into the next Captain Marvel movie to, hmm. to make her more likable, bring out uh, a funnier side to her. And losing Spider-Man hurt them with pushing that forward. That's why they haven't announced the next Captain Marvel yet, even though she's supposed to be in the next phase. That's interesting. I think yeah. I should know about that. I think they should 
they should go with uh, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Marissa Tomei just somehow gets the yeah, power. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what, though? Because she should get a Green Lantern ring. It. Did not she happen in Endgame or what? I mean, I wish it they did. They did yes. give Pepper Potts, yeah. Marissa, pepper, um, Marissa Tomei would be Just awesome. coming up out of nowhere with like a broom or something. No, the villain <laughs> is wrong. Yes, no. <laughs> for those, for those She's not, wrong. <laughs> for those wrong, not paying attention, <laughs> the third second Spider-Man film is Sony's highest grossing <laughs> film of all time, earning more than $1.1 billion worldwide. Billion Disney was like, hey, we like money, and we want some of that. <laughs> that was and good. That tried, was almost Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and tried huh? to hey, renegotiate their deal with Sony. And Sony is like, nah, we like our money too, and we want to keep ours over here. Yeah. So basically, Spidey gets to keep appearing in whatever Marvel movie Disney wants, and Sony gets one more co-produced solo Spidey movie. Mm-hmm. So we know at least we're getting one. Yeah, we we're, at getting, least we're one. getting one. And I think that... And we know one is keep the going. number. They'll, they'll keep yeah, because as long as it makes money, they'll keep on going. They but just I, made yeah. it. They made it public because one side thought they'd shame the other, and and public opinion would push their oh, agenda. Yeah. Oh yeah, which that's really. What I it was. guess technically it was because Sony. In it's weird because even the, though the Sony ne- was in the, the right. Yes, Sony was in the right. Data. Mm-hmm. Sony's in the right, but my initial reaction was, oh, screw Sony. But then I looked, and I'm like. Yeah, oh. because Disney was Screw trying to Disney. strong, to yeah. strong on yeah, I was. Yeah. And then you, Mouse. There you go. when it started to to go back towards the, hey, I think Sony's right side, that's when Disney Marvel's like, you know what? Whoops. Let's renegotiate. Because then they thought, it. uh-oh, wait, we might have screwed up. I, I think that Spider-Man is, a, is an integral part of the show going forward. because oh, And if they had down. separated mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. the Marvel movies would have hurt. Because oh, yeah. now they have things that they incorporated that they can't use anymore. And, and like, now they're know, trying to like incorporate like, the Dark Avengers and like all that stuff. Like yeah. they, It looks like that that's what they want to try and do. So isn't Spider-Man like a key integral part of literally like two-thirds well, of like that Well, that's like losing Superman thing? if you're yeah. DC. Yeah. 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 That's, that's your Superman. I mean, that's your iconic hero. You can't lose him. Exactly. It's, it's, it's so weird. It's I, like I when we um, just get the Raimis to do the directing again, and we just have a blast. We still keep Tom you Holland, know, left, but we let Raimi. If do they it. left Raimi alone for the third one, it would have been a good movie. Yeah, they just had to have yeah. the suits get involved. Which yeah, sucks. you know, how much uh, time we got? Uh, uh, oh, let me just double check. I was just looking at the stream. We have seventeen right now, so we're okay, go so three minutes. we can go on to um, the clip. Sure. So moving on to the next bit of news from the clip. Why's everybody always picking on me? Department. Um, in a recent statement, director of the new Joker movie, Todd Phillips, had this to say about his mm-hmm. movie is being received. <laughs> I'm not I even started yet. <laughs> this comes in reference to the fact... I, this isn't him speaking. Oh, okay. This comes in reference <laughs> to the fact that the movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, mm-hmm. decided not to play the aforementioned movie out of social responsibility to those who died at the very same theater during Dark Knight Rises way back in 2012. Todd says, Aurora is obviously a horrible, horrible situation. But even that is not something you blame on the movie. The gentleman wasn't even going in as Joker. It was misreported. His hair was dyed red and obviously having a mental breakdown, but it was not related to the movie outside the fact that it happened at a movie theater. The one that bugs me more is the toxic white male thing when you go, oh, I just saw John Wick 3. He's a white male who go kills 300 people and everybody's laughing and hooting and hollering. Why does my movie get held to a different standard? It doesn't make any sense to me. Warner Brothers says, gun violence in our society is a critical issue and we extend our deepest sympathy to all victims and families impacted by these tragedies. At the same time, Warner Brothers believes that one of our functions of storytelling is to provoke difficult conversations around complex issues. Make no mistake, Neither the fictional character or Joker nor the film is an endorsement of real-world violence of any kind. It is not the intention of the film, uh, the filmmakers or the studio, to hold this character up as a hero. So it's weird. He's right, but not right at the same time. Yeah. That's like how you keep friends. Like, you know, it's... Because <laughs> on one hand, yeah, they are kind of making a, 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 a symbol out of this movie Joker because it's supposedly ultra-violent. And because of what happened with the the shooting, but mm-hmm. on the other hand, yeah, there's other tons of movies out there that are way more violent, more bloody, more horror movies, especially just people slashing but it's, all this it's stuff. Because they're, they're bringing the so much, but it's more an example of putting the onus on something that doesn't belong yeah, with the onus. Right. I mean, you have a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, and and we're <laughs> blaming a movie. I, I don't know about you. I watched Tom and Jerry blow the crap out of each other, and I didn't. What about the hurt. Three Stooges? They yeah. beat the living conk out of each other. If we mm-hmm. keep looking at false, mm-hmm. uh, you know, reasoning, reasoning, mm-hmm. and things that are especially inanimate things to blame, mm-hmm. well, then you're letting the things that are actually the people that are actually doing things off mm-hmm. the hook. Yeah, yeah. And, and as George Carlin always says. It's the parents' fault. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know, he, he he was a genius, and that's what it is. It's if if your son or your daughter is a a, a brat, or it's not movies they watch it. It's the parents' fault. It it's always that leads simple. back to the source. I mean, I saw Schwarzenegger in every like shoot 'em up <laughs> movie that was. Yeah. I didn't start speaking in like an Austrian accent. And- Shooting people. Sure, yeah. I made puns like stick around. Yeah, but other than that, like that <laughs> and, was it. And <laughs> or and also, it, like I grew up with the Three Stooges, and mm-hmm. and they I'm sorry, hit each that other. Must have been with, a rough life at home. <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. I get you know when you get hit with that wrench one too many times. <laughs> um, and then you know you have to yell "Mo Larry Cheese." It's yeah. not, but um, yeah. And I've never taken a wrench. And hitting or a hammer and hitting, you know, it's 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 on, the parents' fault. On the flip side, <laughs> I'm going to throw out there that while there might be people who do watch this stuff and say maybe I should do it, the parenting comes into play. Like maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. So even if you are and not, influenced by the things you see, the parenting mm-hmm. is the the course correction. Right. And mm-hmm. it's because I know, speaking for myself personally. That I should never be allowed to carry a gun. <laughs> a lot of people. Because I know if I had one, I would be in jail and be butt raped instantly. But I know oh, not geez. to do that. Yeah, we all know. So not I'm to just kill saying. So, so, if, so even if <laughs> so even if you are influenced by it, <laughs> yeah, good call. Yeah. The parent should be the one to course correct you. Well, as a parent of two small children, okay, you you see, if you're paying attention to your kids, you see. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I work four jobs and run a show. Four jobs, but you, yeah, I do, and but I still. I, you know, you see your kids' behaviors. If something's going on that doesn't look right, especially if they're a little disturbed, you'd think as a parent, if you're doing your job and paying attention, you'd start to get some sort of sign that makes yeah. you a little nervous. Yeah. I mean, maybe not on the level of you think they're going to shoot somebody, but something to address. Well, yeah. but they're watching um, Huckleberry yeah. Hound. They're watching Huckleberry Hound. They want to hit some people on the head with the with the, <laughs> the kabong. Yeah. You yeah. see that, you're like, that maybe. Violence towards you pets in the home, You something. shouldn't do that. That yeah. would be Quick Straw McGraw, El Kabong. Quick Straw. Yeah. Nice. Okay, just wanted to clear that. Not Huckleberry Hound. How about this? We'll take you to the doctor after some ice cream, and I'll get you a kid's bop kit, and you'll have fun with that. Okay, (laughs) done. (laughs) So, yeah. So, moving along for the final bit of news. From the finger-licking game department. As... I think we lost. I think. No, <laughs> no, no, Lord. no. I know. I know. What You're going to tell us Go about that it. new game, Kentucky Fried Chicken, came out. With. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, as yeah. mentioned during our 24th live show in front Oof. of a stu- f- uh, live studio audience at the East Meadows Jewish Library, courtesy of the East Meadows Public Library, KFC <laughs> has designed an anime-inspired dating game. I was kidding. Where you can really. I was. I really thought you knew. Kidding. No. No. KFC <laughs> released a dating simulator. Yeah. Oh so. My oh my god. god. Where you have to try and date. I really the thought you knew. So yeah. There are two jokes I can make about that. I probably shouldn't right so, now. So <laughs> save. It's, save. It's a, it's a, so it's a game where you are. It's a dating game where you are can woo <clears throat> Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you, Colonel Sanders. A finger licking good dating simulator. That's yep. the title. With chicken heads. Is now available, <laughs> and it is free. On uh, Steam right now. Wow. Yes, Executives is. say, I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking, digging good simulator. <laughs> follows, it's the best <laughs> pedophile game we ever came up with. Follows you, a promising culinary student, as you try to date your classmate, Colonel Sanders. Throughout your journey, you'll be faced with life-changing decisions that will affect your chances of friendship and love. More but pepperita. be careful. <laughs> Your choices have real consequences with real animated characters' feelings at stake. Do you have what it takes to survive culinary school? Will Colonel Sanders choose you to be his business partner? Or maybe even so much more? Yeah, (laughs) Find out in the most finger-licking good dating simulator ever created, a game that KFC actually made and endorsed. And so, these are the people that go to the movie theater and shoot everybody exactly. up. So <laughs> this is not the first time KFC's been involved in video games. You guys know this, right? <clears throat> no. So, well, so let's, let's they, this. They had a VR game based off of their training 
for new employees where you were a in, in, it was VR so helmet and everything your two controllers were your two hands and you learned how to fry chicken from from uh, the KFC's <laughs> workers perspective but they treated it like some dystopian uh, one of the game references would be Bioshocky like uh, like uh, future this so it was is like, fun it was it was effed up but it was funny <laughs> and they endorsed it ridiculously but in this day and age like you either can try and date Colonel Sanders or you play as an angry goose trying to take someone's hat <laughs> yeah. in, in, in like that's the modern spectrum of video games it's really funny Oof. today wow. and then there's Sanders? the shoot em ups but that we don't talk about those and it's free <laughs> so it's yeah. the point. I can't wait to put it on my, I'm know, just amazed like that, that, that you didn't know, but you knew. Well, I, I said that this. as a joke because, in fact, this is a joke. So, what did you think I was going for when I said that? I don't Listen. know. I couldn't. I just, you know, dating I don't and finger licking. I don't know, think just about like a what good you're going for. My job is to hear what <laughs> you say you talk to. and attack on it quick. <laughs> So, so yeah. So. I was shocked. <laughs> so, yeah. There's, so it's not a good tagline yeah. for a dating service. Yeah. Finger licking good. Yeah, yeah. Finger licking no. good. It's, it's, a, it's no. a thing. Um, and uh, especially with, if you want to date Colonel Sanders. Yeah, date Colonel Sanders. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's the goal. And um, if I'm not mistaken, we mentioned on, on the earlier show that you also get a certificate of completion for culinary school. You do. When, oh, my when God. You, when you, I when you, when you beat the game. I would that at all yeah. if I wanted. I would totally do that. Yeah, yeah you know, I would you're, you're, imagine you're going to that interview. Yeah. <laughs> be like, hey, yeah, so, yeah, so I, why do you want to work for KFC Corporate? Well, I played your yeah. dating simulator, and, yeah, I, was, and I, I was really uh, enticed by your company. I went to uh, finger-licking level. I would yes. think you would go <laughs> to a competitor I got all with ten your licked. culinary yeah, you certificate. Go. <laughs> and go, I got Colonel Sanders to date me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Popeyes, <laughs> look what you missed out on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, oh man! Yeah, there you go. So, there you go, Colonel Sanders. Uh, All I have to say is. <laughs> so that's it for the news. Uh, we're going to take our break. We'll be right back. With Game for Radio. Hey everybody, this is Todd McFarlane of the Record Setting Spawn comic series. And if you're looking for any kind of cool conversation about creators, about entertainment, about all that good stuff, you go to It Came From The Radio. You're listening to the right spot. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lion-O, command it. Hi, everybody. This is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Whether you're looking for pre-code horror, good girl art, or superhero comic books, check out Not from this earth.com they specialize in rare comic books but they also have an extensive stock of popular comics to help you fill in the holes in your collection that's not from this earth.com use code w-a-r-y to receive a 10 percent discount on your entire order also make sure you stop by our booth at the long island comic expo sunday november 3rd at the Long Island Hilton. Admission is just $5. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, I'm Christy, and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me, give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Hey, ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. <laughs> everyone, this is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And hey. welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Vegabacon. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking along with Charlie Saladino, Zambo, the engineer, and Hello. our special guest who we're going to be talking to with him about, Phil Russard, from the Suffolk Comic and Art Expo. Whoop. Hello. All right, so Hello. Phil is back. 
Um, this is now Back your third, in trouble. Your third <laughs> show. So now that you had the ins and outs of running a show, the question I want to ask is why do you want to still keep on doing a show? I'm a masochist. <laughs> um, actually, I enjoy it. Um, I mean, sometimes you deal with some egos and stuff, but that's okay. I mean, I just I like what I do. I like art. I like comics. I, I like making a show the fans enjoy, and I enjoy it. I, I would think uh, that masochist is, is right on right on top because <laughs> well, we all do something we don't. You know, there's got goods and good and bad to it. You know, you just does the good outweigh it. Oh, all right, that's fair enough. Fair enough. It's like ebony and ivory. <laughs> so what makes this show different than the last two shows? What have you learned and what have you improved upon? Check outside for signs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. I'm staying away from that. Anyway, um, well, you know, uh, one thing on a physical level, it's it's very hard to find a good venue in Suffolk County. Okay. And I kind of locked myself in with that name. Uh, which I may rebrand at some point, so I'm not locked in. But I, um, you just say not Suffolk County. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but uh, but just you know, it's been a journey it, 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 for success. You really have to plant roots somewhere and try to keep around the same time, so people know to mark it on their calendar, and that's where I'm going to be. Uh, so I think I've planted roots here at uh, the Brentwood campus of Suffolk Community College. It's a really nice spot. It's easy to find a campus. It's not far from NASA and Queens. So. That's right. It's like right in the middle. Free of the parking, island, and there's a ton of parking. I mean, yeah, yeah. you could fit thousands of cars. Thousands. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, it's a. This show is three times the size of the last one geographically, and awesome. it's seven times the size of the first one. Wow. It's growing very fast, thanks to the fans coming out. Uh, thanks to people who help pr- promote it. Thank you, guys. Charlie's always been a, oh a my big God, proponent. It was great. I enjoyed it, uh, and it's so close to me. Sounds yeah, good. and you know, I just, I mean, if you look at my artist alley, I just keep upping the ante and and uh, yeah. and working hard to get even bigger and better. And all the artists I have are great, of course. And locally, I mean, I get uh, my show hosts. I think you know we talk about all the big names, but my host shows my show hosts. There you go. I wasn't um, gonna say it. It it um it hosts really um the best local talent you'll find anywhere. I mean, these are people that are as talented as the big names. They just haven't gotten their break yet. So. Which is which is nice, which is nice that they're there, doing that with with all the biggies, and they could hobnob and. Uh, and I mix them all in together, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, I want them to be able to get that chance to show their portfolios, get to know these guys, you know, give them a chance. If I can do anything to help, I will. So it's not like um, the 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 huge conventions where you have. The little guys over here, and then big guys way over the other side of the uh, area. Yeah, I just don't think that's right. These these artists work very hard, and they're not getting the big paydays. They're even paying for their tables, uh, you know. So yeah, you've got to give them the opportunity to thrive and succeed. And I really feel I have that responsibility as a promoter to not just. Have, I mean, of course, I need to make a profit off the show, but I think I have an obligation to help them with the environment that helps them thrive as best as possible. Vendors too. If I don't give you an opportunity to thrive and, and grow your business and, and succeed with your brand, then what am I doing? Yeah, and I think I think that's the reason that when I go there, you just feel like I have a feeling of nice. Everything is so nice. The people are nice. Everybody's happy. And, uh, you know, so I think that's a major reason for it. I'm also... I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a fledgling show, and I'm not a huge show, but there there have been uh, large talent names that I I could probably have at the show. But it is important to me that they are positive with fan experience. So you have a uh, a meter of how nice they are before you approach them to come. Well, not not so much nice, because let's be honest, everybody when they're not out there on the stage, you you could question nice uh but they I, I like to 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 have people there that when a fan comes and they meet their the person they looked up to or they're excited to meet they walk away with a nice story and a positive feeling and um that's got to be important right i mean i mean don't how many times have you gone to a show and you were really disappointed by the attitude of the that artist or that writer that you looked forward to meeting and and you get that signature and then it leaves a bad taste in your mouth and now it affects the way you look at every book that person's done from there on I haven't experienced it yeah. personally, but I know people who have. So yeah. Like, like I, I, I really can't speak because I'm on kind of the other side of the table now. 
But uh, yeah, no, I know people who definitely had weird experiences and, and negative experiences to people that they thought, you know, it's like a whole never meet your idols situation. But right. then at the same time, it's like, but what if you do? You know, and right? Then it's like okay, well, you know. But we've been fortunate. We have a <laughs> yeah. lot of a lot of the guy. Everybody that comes, like Charlie said, they're positive, and uh, the positive energy of the show is important to me. It really is. Yeah, it's 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 a matter of um, coming in, and everybody has this just wonderful attitude. And all of a sudden, even if you had a bad day, and you walk in, all of a sudden you start smiling after the third table. You know, it's Thank like you. hey, yeah. you, you know, it's great. I appreciate that. So you have... Well, it's true. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't. You have the big name artists. You have the little name artists. What else you have? I have a lot you of vendors. You have panels. You have a... I, I don't do panels right now movie, because... You have a play. What else you got <laughs> going on there? I don't do panels right now because for one day show to, to, that's depriving people of the chance to meet the people they want. If they're at a panel, they're off the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go to two days, uh, whatever the case, then we could look at panels. But I just I feel it's doing a disservice to fans who are paying to come in and they want to see Adam Kubert, they want to see Jim Starenko, but now they're on a panel and they're not at the table and the line is just standing right. there forming, just queuing, and they're just like, All right, yeah, right. yeah. It just I I, I mean it's, it's tough. You got to walk a fine line between the corporate level of things because of course they do need to grow, but I also want it to stay this family friendly positive thing. So panels is something I'll look into when I get to two days, but as a one day, I just think it pulls people off the floor. Yeah, and I was I was just going to say there's nothing wrong with panels, but you're absolutely right; it disrupts everything. For a yeah, one day, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I have vendors from out of state. I have people from North yeah. Carolina come in Phoenix. I have vendors from all over that have uh, wanted to be part of the show, which I'm very grateful for to all of them. So how do you having having uh, been at tables we've had our own tables sometimes at uh, conventions how do you manage the 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 line if you're next to a big guy with a little guy because you're going to have a big line for this guy and then it's in front of your table it's funny that you asked that and I'm very big on that too I selectively place uh like for example my last show I put Scott uh Williams right next to a door and his line will go out the door into the hallway, and I have people monitor. I have my people monitor the line to mm-hmm. keep in control. I had Mark Bagley. I don't want their lines blocking up vendor booths or other artists that are struggling or or just trying to make a name because that's hurtful to them. Everyone deserves a pair of eyes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like Adam Kubert is going to be in a very good location right next to a door that goes out to a hallway where it will not clog up any aisles. It won't block anybody. Things like that. See, that's that's stuff that I was and talking about, about learning. Yeah, about safety think concerns. About and well, also you, I got to you got to remember a lot of people don't think about certain things as a promoter. I have a fire code to follow. The fire mm-hmm. marshal's on pre- on is present, and I can't have too many people on that floor. It's a fire hazard, and it, it's a problem. Yeah, and and it's like I said about nice job. It's about learning things right. that you go along. So having tons of space because we always have that that problem in, in any show, small, big, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's always the crowd control and the and the flow. That's uh, something that sometimes you have people who actually get it and you go into a show and it has such a, a, a beautiful flow where you just walk in and just follow the flow and you get to see everything right. and then out the door you go. Some of them are, are made in a way that you, you can't have a flow at all. Right. And it's, just, it's just a massive chaos. Well, what did you think, Charlie, about the flow of the last show? Did it make sense? Oh, my God, yeah. Because I'm big did. on how I organize that. It, it was it was that, that large room and... You know my criteria. If I could walk, <laughs> if I could walk freely mm-hmm. around, I love I love the way the flow was, and it it it's it was nice. There was air, you know, unlike <laughs> uh, places where the, <laughs> you can't, air. The places where you can't get a germ through, <laughs> you know, yeah, because yeah. well, this is twenty three thousand square feet, and I have ten foot aisles, uh, fire code, mm-hmm. and. Um, the way I set it up is it's kind of like islands for all the um, vendors. Okay. So mm-hmm. they're getting traffic from every angle, oh. which also helps free up. When those guys are standing there at the comic bins and they're flipping through, right. they're allowed to comfortably look through their boxes and it's they're like not blocking up the aisle where you can. And the other thing with cosplayers, I always have areas for cosplayers. Take pictures and take stuff. Take pictures and do this yeah. stuff. Uh, they're welcome to walk the floor, of course. But it does become cumbersome when a lot of cosplayers right. stop in the middle of the aisles and take pictures. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't take pictures, but we do have to be cognizant of how we're disrupting the flow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That and and just a note to all the photographers there: <laughs> um, <From one laughs> to not 
take your cosplayers right out in the middle of something and then have a whole photo shoot. I want you like this. I want you like that. <laughs> There's people walking around you. Again, that's why I have yeah. that area. At right. Stony Brook, I had a nice open area, and they got to do that. Because right. I also don't want to hurt anybody's business. You know, mm-hmm. these guys are photographers. They're making money. They're yeah. doing their thing. And at the show before that, I had that whole room set up for them with a studio downstairs. Well, again, there'll be areas here that they can go and um, cosplayers can enjoy. No one should feel left out. No one should feel like they're not important. And to right. me... I really think everybody should be treated equally like they're as, just as important as anybody else. But you still have to balance the respect of vendors can't need to do business. And I can't have 15 people blocking their their booth yeah. for pictures. So, you know, we have to work that out. So how much research goes into this of the traffic flow and all this stuff? Because I would think it's incredibly difficult to, to map something out like this. Well, I mean, I can't speak for other promoters. And I'm talking about you. promoters <laughs> that have so much more experience than me. But uh, for me, I'm actually very good at space. I'm very good at uh, organization. I'm very good at that kind of stuff. So it's really not that bad. I take a nice graph paper, and I'm, I actually do the math as far as the actual square footage of the room. I get it right down to the foot. So that math degree nice. came in handy, huh? Yeah. I, <laughs> no, my fingers come in handy. One, two, three. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get to use my toes, too. <laughs> And I map it out, but of course I have to submit it to the university because they call the shots and they have to approve it based on the, the fire marshal. And uh, we go from there. Nice. Um, food. What kind of food we have there? Do we in, have in campus food. In tradi- have- traditional style of Phil Russert's shows, uh, there will be a hot catered uh, lunch. It um, it will be Italian food. Heck um, yeah. Now the venue, I I have to use their caterer. So um, I'm restricting that level, but um, it'll be good. And, and Still good food. They'll be yeah, and there'll be a reasonable price. We're not we're not talking a Javits Center price. No, well, the thing is, the food is for all vendors and artists. Well, what about um, people who want to come to the show? Uh, I don't have food for them, but there is a cafeteria that that um, the university provides. I don't have control over that. Okay, uh, like fair I enough. can't have food trucks there. I was about I to can, ask you. Yeah. Fair I enough. can't have food trucks there. I've had. I wanted to. Uh, I'm not allowed to sell any food outside. Um, so the food I provide is, is for the guests, the vendors. Most shows, they do a green room. It's just for like their quote-unquote stars. Everybody on my show that is part of the show, the vendors, the local artists, and the, the quote-unquote big names, they all get to have lunch. Oh, all right. So yes, And yes. press. And Right. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, even I was invited for the delicious what, baked ziti what a, that Mark was so pissed off that he yeah. missed. And meatballs and the and heroes. Meatballs, yeah. and the only thing is, um, because sadly people take um, great advantage of generosity, mm. and we were out of food in 20 minutes because people yes. were going back for thirds before Scott Williams got anything. I have to do a ticket system. One ticket per vendor booth and per artist. You come in, we serve you the food. Uh, I mean, you know, unfortunately, I just I can't keep reordering food. Just, yeah. for the record, <laughs> just for the record, I did not have anything. Uh, I he just, didn't even bring me anything. I just <laughs> was waiting to come back and say, he was they stuffing had in food. his pockets. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He had meatballs in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you saw the Ziplocs <laughs> on the Ziplocs. <laughs> I saw the Ziplocs when you yes. walked in. He didn't even use Ziplocs. He just put them in his pocket. <laughs> I was saying it was paint from one of the artists. Yeah. Um, but it smelled like I, oregano. Don't worry about yeah. that. Yeah. I got, why are those dogs chasing him? Yeah. Um, I have to say, I very rarely buy stuff at, at conventions. That I was going from table. Everybody was so so great and i was looking at stuff uh, that's great i want it that's great i want it. and you know what's funny is the, the local artists people you know granted the quote-unquote draw is the big names but a lot of people can't afford a big name price of art yeah there are so many artists at this show that are so talented you're going to walk away with fantastic art but the price is not elevated because of stature because of resume right, right. that's big they were great prices yeah that's that's one of the reasons i you're also gonna do um, that raffle thing that you had. I know you had the first, the first, yeah. The don't first know about two the shows I had the statue raffle. Unfortunately, that's not gonna happen this particular show, but I will bring it back for the next show. Aww. Damn it! And I felt so lucky this show. Yeah, there were just there were Aww. there were just some um, <laughs> some kinks that I just don't have time to work out right now. So, but we'll do it next show. I know because it's something that is is nice. kind of traditional to me but you do have um a print that i saw you posting online i actually just got the color (laughs) of it back it looks so good my wife is an artist um 
she's she's awesome. She's an amazing artist. She doesn't realize it though. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but she <laughs> drew a black hat uh, print um, being chased by Spider Man. It looks fantastic. Um, I'm having Jesse Hagee, who is a professional colorist. She's done a lot of work on books. Uh, color the pencils. I also have a guy, Enrique Lopez, that's an inker who's at my show. He's a local talent. He did an inked version of it that'll be colored, and you can have either one over the pencils or over the inks. It's a free print at the show. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was first saying 500, the first 500. I don't know. I might change my mind and maybe up that number, but it'll be a free print, and it'll be at the booth of Mad Titan Comics. He will have the prints at that table because he's also got all the um, like the sleeves to put art and stuff oh, like that. And he's okay. right across from Artist Alley. Um, and Enrique Lopez will be right across too. So if you want to get him to sign it and then you, you could buy the sleeve to put it in so it's not damaged. Yeah. Cool. I got the color proof today. It lo- Jesse did a fantastic job. My wife's pencil is awesome. It looks fantastic. It's, so, a, it's like a 9 by 12 though. It's not a traditional 11 by 17. Nice. Huh. So it it seems to me that you have multi layers of intertwining ideas that are working together to make it an even better flow. Because not just the traffic flow, but you have people sp- specifically spot next to other people who would work well together. Yes. yes. So is that also something that you have to sit down with the math and figure out? Is this mm-hmm. like planning a wedding that you have to figure yes. out who's on whose <laughs> table and who can be here and who can yeah, be Yeah, but oh, it, I can't it, put this guy next to that who guy. Who has to stay by the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. and, and again, like we were yeah. discussing before the show, uh, sometimes you have guys that work together on stuff, but they didn't get along. And yeah. you have to be aware not to put them together because mm-hmm. it's just they're not comfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it, but that's actually not the hard part. The hard part is the inconsistency, people taking a long time to get back to you or they cancel at the last minute or they're, you know, it's the wishy-washiness that you deal with sometimes with people that you're, you know, they're not, yes, I'm coming or yes, I'm doing this or this, this is what I need. You know, they're kind of up and down. Wow. And I know you're bringing uh, talent from internationally to, yes, the, to the show. I do all the time. How does, how does first, why? And how does that work? Because that's like, that's Boku nonsense extra on my head well, well, to, to coordinate somebody coming from Zimbabwe, coming all the way over here. You know why? And it's, it's going to sound like a line or corny, but because you don't get to see them. And there's a lot of people, like, for example, I have Dan Mora who did Power. He's big on the Power Rangers books. And a lot of people love Power Rangers anime. He also yeah. did covers for Super Sons. Mm. He lives in Costa Rica. When do you get to see him? If I can bring him in as a service and make some fans happy that, I f- wow, I get to meet Dan Moore and I can get him to sign my Power Rangers book or get a Power Rangers art done by this guy and then have Dan sign it. Or like or like Luke we Ross, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or like Luke Ross, who's done Star Wars and a lot of the things. He lives in Brazil, a, a fantastic guy. And, and yeah, when do you get to see him? True. You know, and especially in Long Island, you know? It's it's actually quite a, amazing how you are working on the this level of New York Comic Con, grabbing all these big names. Thank you for a no offense a small show. No offense taken. Like to me, that's insane. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that's the craziest in, well, a, in, a, in, a, in a good way. <laughs> that's what makes the show great. That's why I enjoy going. And I don't know anything about yeah, that's true. setting up or artists or anything. And for me, not he to know anything about artists and going there and, and look and say, wow, this is great stuff. And enjoy myself and able to move freely. It's, it's great. So uh, let's see. How much are tickets? It's twenty dollars for a ticket. There's, the, I didn't do a, a discounted pre-sale this time. Uh, how old uh, kids get free? How old? Oh, kids? ten and under are free. Ten and under. Do you do you check for ID to see if they're ten? Because there's some ten year olds that are pretty tall. Uh, I, I, look, we 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 try not to be sticklers. I mean, we don't want to. Uh, I was put anybody five through. for like four years. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like to put anybody through anything. Uh, but I mean, if you're six feet and you're saying you're <laughs> ten, we may ask for some proof. Maybe. Um, but if you know, if it's you know, we're not gonna, we're not you know. This isn't going to be like the Gestapo. <laughs> hey, Phil, is that, we would why, hope- is that why I got him free? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we would no, no, hope. That, that was the height requirement. <laughs> we, we would hope that people are honest. <laughs> um, we would really hope that people are honest because if you don't support the show by paying a low ticket price of $20, there is no more show. Yeah. And people don't understand that. I had, unfortunately, the last show we had over 100 people caught trying to sneak in. 
And wow. Well, I mean, pr- that's a good and a bad sign because, mm-hmm. A, you have people wanting to sneak in. So that's, that's good. Yeah, but people don't understand if you don't support what it is that you love, you're actually ending it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're sneaking in is ending that, making sure you'll never see this show again. You're basically hurting the little guy. Yeah, and, and I mean, no. That's the movie theater logic right there. Yeah, you yeah. sneak but in. But there's a difference here, that's too. The candy, though. You I can go to any movie theater to watch a movie. Yeah. What? I don't want this to come out the wrong way because there are a lot of great one day shows out there and mm-hmm. a lot of great mm-hmm. promoters. So, I mean, no disrespect. But where are you going to see New York Comic Con Artist Alley talent at a one-day show? So if you want this to continue, you have to do the right thing and support the show. I'm not asking for a lot of money at the door. Um, So I would just implore people, just be honest. Do the right thing. And I promise you I'll give you the best product I can. Where can people buy tickets? Online at www.suffolkcomicartexpo. Please make sure you spell it correctly. Um, you c- it's also on our Instagram, which is Suffolk Comic Art Expo. It's in the bio. You can uh, at the door, cash or credit, we will accept. Uh, we'll have cash. Yes, and we wow. will have, we'll have separate lines for cash or credit, so we can Ooh, move you along quickly. Nice. We also just to let everybody know there will be a very, very easy, simple little bag check just at the door. Just you know, just right, want to make sure. Yeah, you, you yeah, gotta yeah. be safe. You gotta be safe. Make and sense. and yeah, props, uh, just to make sure everybody understands, Check it all has props. to be foam or soft. Otherwise, we we need you to put it back in your car. We we're sorry, we can't have any hard blunt objects, anything that's made of metal, anything that's Not hard wood. Even those Captain America shields. We would go by a case by case basis. Captain America shield would probably be acceptable. Um, I mean, it is a hard. Yeah, made out of and, metal. And, and and just because of the current climate, if you have toy firearms, they must be red tipped and long, clearly demarcated red tips, or a sci-fi gun. If it looks like it's real, for everyone's safety, it, it can't come in. Yeah. So do you enough. have like a list of um, cosplay? on the website? Yeah, do's and don'ts. That way, and people cosplay can check is and not consent. We have to remember this is a family-friendly event. That's it right. is respectful. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. I don't care how they're dressed. No one, you know, no one has the right to infringe upon anyone else in any inappropriate manner. That right. is right. That is right. See? You got, you got, to, you got to look, Charlie. What, what's I'm. I wanted you to do that again just so I could applaud oh, yeah. you. That you got the right. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> so we did prices. We did a website. We did. Um, so where can people find? What if people want to be on your show? Where do they people get in contact with you to have a, a table or a spot on? I, I guess your next show. You're yes. ready. You're ready. Uh, starting for next show. Oh, I've ready? already got a lot of talent lined up. It's actually going to be killing nice. again. Oh, uh, the people that. Are, uh, anyway, um. I haven't announced the date. I do have a date. I haven't announced it just because when you're dealing with state universities, there's contracts, sure. there's paperwork. There's th- I can't like if I was at a hotel, I could just say it. Right. Uh, I can't make the announcement now, and this is a, a reoccurring issue that I have dates set before the show. You know, my my show comes up, but I can't announce them, and then unfortunately. Sometimes people don't know I have that date, and they put a show that day, or whatever the case may be. It, it causes issues, but um, I'm just going to say it. April 4th. I My have another birthday. show April 4th. Is My it your birthday? birthday? Oh. Well, Charlie, really? you come over. We'll have a birthday cake for you. Ah, beautiful. Is I that, will. Is I will. It, is that only for Charlie? Is that only for Charlie? and meatballs. No. Just give a tray. Just yeah. give a tray just for <laughs> Charlie. Um, and just so you know, the, the reason that. I'm also <laughs> reluctant to the date because I don't know if it's going to be a two-day show yet or not. It wow. might wind up being the fourth and so fifth. So stay tuned so to your social media. Yeah. Yes, know. there's a good little plug there. Please well, follow. So as as a as a as a business end, how do you determine what makes a two day show or a one day show? There's there's a lot that goes into. That. A lot of people now are telling me why if you're getting all these names, why aren't you going to two day shows? We had a great turnout for the second show. I mean, it was actually um, four times, to- almost four times the amount of the people at the first show. I mean, Beautiful. I was very lucky and grateful and happy. Beautiful. But at the same time, you know, you have to, you double your expenses when you go to two days. Um, and I have to look at that. And I have to look at attendance because mm-hmm. me, I, I'm always thinking of the vendors and the artists too. How many shows do you go to that are two days? Saturday, they get 3,000 people. Sunday, they're twiddling their thumbs and they're like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work for these people to load in their their, their inventory and to, um, you know, travel and, and pay stay. pay staff. So I don't think it's right 
for me to just milk them to get money at the door, and then they're sitting there on a Sunday. Plus, it's not good business practice. They don't come back. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I want to know that I got enough people that Saturday and Sunday are going to be busy throughout, and these guys know that this is the show I want to go to because this is worth my time. Yeah. All right. Um, social media, quick mention, we your Instagram account is? Instagram, Suffolk Comic Art Expo. Facebook, Suffolk Comic Art Expo. Twitter, oh, God. It's like S-C-C-E something. I'm sorry. I don't remember because I hate Twitter. I have, I have Two them. important ones. Good. <laughs> and, uh, and the website, which is www.suffolkcomicartexpo.com. There is no county and there is no end in there. Please spell it correctly because it unfortunately goes to another site that is not affiliated with the show. I would misspell it incorrectly all the time. I've, I've said it incorrectly all the time. Well, un- unfortunately, and I'm not going to get into it deep, uh, at the last um, event, people were re- redirected to a wrong event, and they missed on Mark Bagley because of it, and so, they were upset. Mm. So that's why you should put down not Suffolk County Comic Art Expo and not Suffolk County. Yeah. That way <laughs> That'll you're, really you're, confuse you're, people. You're set. You're set. So just, just get the website <laughs> correct. That's all I would ask. Yeah. Please pay attention to what you're spelling in. Suffolk County Suffolk Comic Art Expo. Suffolk S- County. Yo, no, listen Suff- to him. Suffolk no one listen to Mark. See, I got messed up. Expo. Let Phil Suffolk, say it. Say it again. Suffolk Comic Art Expo. Suffolk Comic Art Expo. Expo. No Suffolk county, Comic, no end. Suffolk Comic Art Expo. Let's put it this way: if you don't right? see, yeah. if you don't see Adam Kubert and Jim Starenko uh, on the website, not that's it. not us. That All right. <laughs> So, um, we're almost out of time. Final thought time. All right. So, Charlie, since you are to my right, do you have a final thought for us? Yes, I do. I want to uh, thank Phil for uh, having a great a great expo, and uh, I always go there. I always enjoy it, and uh, he's most uh, his hospitality is great, even though I called him Paul for two expos. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I've been and, called worse by family. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I want to know, I want him to know that I appreciate that, Phil, and uh, <laughs> go to his expo and um, want to say hello to my new grandchild. Congratulations. Eva, thank you, Eva, Louisa, Camelli, and my buddy. God bless. Little C, Charlie Camelli, my Woo. grandson. Nice. Zambo, That's final amazing. thought? Uh, Phil? Congratulations and good luck. Thank you. Of course. Uh, I hope to be there either as a patron or as an attendee. Who knows? Um, Charlie, once again, congratulations. Thank and you. Uh, I would also like to mention that my fiance has the same birthday uh, as you. There you so go. there you go. Okay. All right. Final thought, Phil? All I would say is um, please come out, support the show if you enjoy art, if you enjoy comics. if you And we have a little pop culture. It's uh, Suffolk Community College, Brentwood Campus. Very easy to get to. It's like exit 53 on the LIE. It's right, and Sag the Coast gets there, which connects the southern state and the northern Three, state. 347 gets yep. there. Yep. Uh, it's mm-hmm. October 26th. It's a Saturday. It's 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And uh, we have just major talent. Jim Storinko, Adam Kubert, uh, Art Tabear, Dan Mora, Luke Ross, uh, Brent Peoples, um, so many people. Barry Kitson, uh, Denny O'Neill, uh-huh. Scott Lubdell, um, Norm Ratman. You know, and then we've got tons of comics. Tons. Tons. Awesome. Tons. <laughs> so my final thought is this. Uh, thank you once again, Phil, for coming down. Um, I do want to mention that we'll be giving away two free passes at our, our, yes. live, our live show. So thank you for that. Really appreciate that. Um, much continued success. Thank you. I did like the first show. I didn't get to go to the second show. So now we got to see what happens with the third and show. And he was pissed because yeah. I <laughs> just drove home to Big yeah. City and Maple. Yeah, the, the food was all I need is some good food, good air conditioning, uh, good parking. And I think that's you, Charlie. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Sure. So, yeah. And that's the bell. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I also want to say thank you. You guys have always been supportive. You, uh, having me on every time, I really appreciate it. Everybody needs to be listening to this show. It's a very good show, very talented, very thank well you. Run oh, hey. and um, I sincerely appreciate everything you guys say and do about the show. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. So that about does it for this week on the does it really Radio. Mark? Join does us it right really? here and every week on this radio station. If you miss any part of our show, tough, go to our website www.thecamefriendradio.com. This is the archives review of any week or so, or check us out such places as. Overcast, Pocket Cast, iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, Breaker or Breakers, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, Soundcast, Acast, Castbox, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podmust, Luminary, Blueberry, Mixcloud, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, and Castro, or as Dominic would say, just Google, Google It Came, came From the Radio. radio. <laughs> we'll see you uh, next week. Thank goodness. You've been listening to It Came From the Radio with Mark Torres. 
The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.